Hello, dear friends. We let our our theme song play just a little while today. Uh, when you hear that theme song, you know if you're a return listener, it's time for our weekly Bible study right here on our website. Now, I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I pray today that uh, we can glean something from God's Word that will help us in our circumstances right here, right now, right in this this moment in time. Amen. So we're facing some overwhelming situations uh, and and it's affecting and infecting the entire world. And there's a cry uh, for help from the Lord. And many people who haven't been necessarily uh, God-oriented and have looked to man's systems to sustain them and, and to take care of every situation are seeing man's systems shake and many of them even fail. And there's a deep concern called anticipatory anxiety about the future because if the systems we have depended on many of us all of our life are beginning to shake and what 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 is coming next and how are we going to cope with it that's why the message today that i want to bring is how to pray when we feel overwhelmed, how to pray when you feel overwhelmed. You know, the, the, David, the psalmist David said in the Psalms, when my heart, not if, but when it occurs, when my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For the Lord has been a shelter, refuge for me and a shelter from my enemy. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When I first saw that, I, I thought of someone encouraging me to trust the Lord, pointing me, as I want, want to point everyone in this listening audience, toward Him, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Listen, but in the context, it's asking God to help Him. Amen. He's asking God to help him uh, to to look to the Lord. God wants to help us today, and we need his help, not just to resolve the problem, take away our fear, but help us trust in him. Amen. So that's what we want to talk about today. Amen. How to pray when we feel overwhelmed overwhelmed or you feel overwhelmed but it's about all of us isn't it when my heart is overwhelmed within me lead me to the rock that is higher than i hallelujah well i want to help you to look to god and god wants to help you more importantly today thank you for coming Thank you for returning. If you're a return listener, if you're a brand new listener, thank you for coming today. We want to be relevant uh, to address the problems that we're facing in a fallen world, in a faulty body with a formidable foe called the devil, and yet with a faithful father who says unto us concerning prayer, call upon me 
in the time of trouble. I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. Psalm fifty fifteen. Hallelujah. When we put our trust in him, it opens up all kinds of prayer opportunities, and that opens up all kinds of avenues for God to supernaturally intervene. Hallelujah. Well, we need to get in the word today. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to begin reading how Jehoshaphat prayed when they were up against an overwhelming circumstance. In effect, when they were up against an army, a unified army of several different factions that completely, as far as numbers and and military might, uh, completely could overwhelm them. They were up against an overwhelming situation. And today, in the the perilous times that mark the last days, there is a sense of feeling overwhelmed by all of the evil and all of the works of the enemy and all of the 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 absolute signs in our culture and society. It looks like darkness is is increasing when in fact the light is dimming, and that's allowing the darkness to seem darker. This is an important principle today. The darkness that is over us, uh, the Lord has spoken uh, to me about that in my heart. I believe it's the Lord. I've verified it in Scripture. There, there is no. It's not darker than it was. <laughs> Amen. When, 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 when the the flood came, when the wickedness was so bad, uh, it was. Deep, deep darkness covering the earth. It's not darker than then. It's not darker uh, than it was over the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah when they had become what they had become, where God was obligated uh, to send a judgment upon them. This is that darkness, and the Bible speaks of it and how we should be responding to it in the Old Covenant. And it says, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. That's an overwhelming darkness. And he says, Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord has come upon thee and shall be seen upon thee. This is no time to to be overwhelmed by the darkness. This is a time to put on the armor of light. This is the time to pray, the kind of prayer that glorifies God and magnifies Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So, here in Second Chronicles, this overwhelming army is coming up against the children of Israel. And listen to how that Jehoshaphat prayed. This is how to pray when we feel overwhelmed. And there's several principles here, and I'm going to just go down the principles because I don't want to miss one while we're teaching on this. Uh, uh, one thing that he acknowledged in this prayer as we read it, look for it, is God's authority, his sovereign authority over all the earth and all that are in the earth. He acknowledged God's power, his omnipotence, his his absolute <laughs> Uh, not just authority, but the power to enforce his will upon the earth. 
And then he acknowledged God as our Father, our personal Savior. Amen. That he's a covenant God and, and we are his children. And then he claims that covenant in this prayer. And then he stands on the promise. And then we're going to see the result of this kind of praying. Second Chronicles 20, he begins to pray. It says, And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah, and Jerusalem, and in the house of the Lord, and before the new court, and said, here's the prayer, O Lord God of our fathers, art thou not God, (laughs) hallelujah, in heaven, and rulest thou not over all the kingdoms of the heathen? God's authority is here. Amen. God is sovereign. Amen. It looks like everything's out of control. I want you to know something. If you're a Christian and you acknowledge the sovereignty of God, you will understand and appreciate and appropriate the fact that God is still in control. It doesn't mean that he's not allowing uh, chastisements to come upon the earth and judgments to fall upon the earth. It means concerning you and I, our God is still in control. And when we feel overwhelmed, we need to acknowledge that He is God that rules. In other words, He is Lord, hallelujah, over all the kingdoms of the heathen. And and listen to the power that He acknowledges that God has. Amen. And in Thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee. Well, how is that relevant, Pastor Venable? Well, if God be for us, Romans, in the book of Romans declares in the new covenant, if God be, what more shall, this is a, this, this is the end of any argument. If God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for us, who can be against us and prevail? It doesn't mean that no one's not going to be against us. Amen. The whole world and the world system and every demon in hell and the devil himself is standing up against us. But if God be for us, that becomes the issue. Don't look at what is coming against you. Look at who is standing between you and what is coming against you and pray accordingly. Praise God. If God be for us, who can be against us? He rules in in heaven and he rules upon the earth. And there's not a devil that doubts it. The only people who doubt it many times is God's people who don't know how to pray when we're overwhelmed because we seem to be so outnumbered and the circumstances seem to be so so overwhelming against us that we we feel like there's nothing we can do. We feel helpless. And then we begin to feel hopeless. And that's a terrible feeling to feel. And that's why when Jehoshaphat prayed, he said, I'm going to first acknowledge and declare God's authority. And then I'm going to declare God's power. Praise God. And then in verse 7, art thou not 
our God, hallelujah, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever. He's not just the true and the living God. He is our God. Amen. Jehovah is our God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is our God. Jesus is our Savior, and God is our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. He makes it personal here. That's why Jesus said when you begin to pray, don't just jump to, to, to give us this day, you know, our daily bread. Don't just jump into presenting the need. Stop and say, hallowed be thy name, but start with our Father. Hallelujah. Our Father. Not the force in the universe with all of this power, but our Father. Hallelujah. We've not just been forgiven our sin. Oh, no. We have been brought into the royal family. Hallelujah. We are now called the sons and daughters of God Himself. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, I want you to know that God has done something so absolutely wonderful. Uh, When we feel overwhelmed, we need to start our prayer with our Father, and then we need to, to ascribe unto Him absolute sovereign authority, and we need to ascribe unto Him unlimited power. I love what the prophet said in the book of Jeremiah, Ah, Lord God. Oh, I know you've heard it read, Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens. Oh, no, no, it's Ah. (laughs) He stood in awe of God's power. Ah, Lord God, thou hast stretched out thine heavens with thine right hand, and nothing is too hard for thee. It's that kind of praying when it looks like there's no way out that will allow supernatural intervention, God's power to be brought to bear upon a circumstance and a situation. Praise God. Amen. God's authority, God's power, and 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 the fact that this God, with all of this authority and power, is our heavenly Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Art thou not our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of the land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? Praise God. And this is a, 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 a claiming of the covenant that God struck with Abraham and his seed. And I want you to know about God. He's a covenant-keeping God. And he keeps his covenant, according to the Scripture, to a thousand generations. In other words, as long as people come to him as our Heavenly Father, and we receive Christ as our Savior in the new covenant, because it's all about covenant, the covenant is carried on generation to generation to generation. In fact, it says in the New Testament, the new covenant. Amen. They that are of the household of faith, Jew and Gentile, are Abraham's seed by faith, not just by lineage, but by faith. Hallelujah. And the blessings of faithful Abraham have come upon them. God is a covenant-keeping God, and we need to acknowledge we have a 
covenant with him. In fact, we have a better covenant, the scriptures tell us, that are established on better promises for the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that of bulls and goats. Hallelujah. That's us today. We need to pray, amen, with with ascribing to God in the prayer of His authority and His unlimited power and that He's our God and our Heavenly Father. And then we need to claim the covenant that has been established through the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. Listen, verse 8 says, And they dwelt therein, they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary there for thy name's sake, saying, If when evil comes upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, there we are. That's what that that's what the pandemic is or famine. We stand before this house and in thy presence for thy name is in this house and we cry unto thee in our affliction. Then here's the then thou wilt hear and help. God said I'm ready to hear. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee. My, listen, the New Testament said his eyes are on the righteous. Hallelujah. His ears are open to their cry. Hallelujah. Amen. His eyes are on the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. If, if, and, and the scripture goes on to say, and this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we know that we have the petition that we have desired of him. Acknowledge God's authority. Amen. Ascribe unto him all power in heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Amen. And declare that he is your God that Christ is your personal Savior and claim the covenant that is still in effect to our generation and then stand on the promise that God has given when he said, now you have the right to call upon me and and you have the assurance that I will hear and I will answer. <laughs> Praise God. If we know he hears us, we know we have the petition. Not when we see it manifest. We know it by faith. Hallelujah. In his person and in his power and in his authority and in his promise and we just claim the covenant. Glory to God. Amen. And when he had prayed these principles in prayer. You see, there's more to this prayer than just asking for help. It's ascribing to God everything that that he is that we might receive his help, and until that help is manifest, that we might know beyond a shadow of a doubt that though it seems like we are overwhelmed, we are really sustained by his great power. Hallelujah. And and prayer that has been prayed, let's ascribe to him the faithfulness to hear and therefore to answer that 
prayer and take courage in our hearts. Listen, God's delay is not necessarily His denial. That's why the Bible says in the New Covenant, but you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For he that shall come, will come, and he will not tarry. It says in God's timing, the answer is going to manifest. It's on the way. We used to sing it. We used to sing it and say it. The answer's on the way. This I know. Jesus said it. I believe it, and it's so. Well, I want to go back and edit that song. It's not so when we believe it. It's so when God says it. Hallelujah. It's not when you believe it, because that means if you doubt it and you you walk in unbelief, amen, that, that cancels the truth of it. It does not. It just eliminates you and I from receiving the benefit and blessing of it. Amen. Jesus said it, I believe it, and it's so. No, no. Jesus said it, it's so. For thy word, O Lord, is what? forever settled in heaven. And we're to pray what? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And ascribe unto him the authority and the power, amen, to to do that to, in spite of the culture, in spite of the powerful armies that may be standing up against us spiritually. Amen. I want you to know there's victory for God's people, and we need to quit seeing ourselves as victims of of the the darkness of this world. Amen. We're to shine, arise, and shine is the is the order, the marching order for God's people when darkness covers the earth and gross darkness covers the people. We're to put on the armor of light. Hallelujah. And we're to put on the Lord. Jesus Christ, which is God's armor for you and for me today. Amen. Someone said Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on their knees. But it's not just someone... shaking, saying, oh God, it looks like we're doomed. Why did you let this? Where are you, God? What's happening? No, those who ascribe unto God authority and power and a, and a covenant relationship and claim that covenant and then stand on the promise of that covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone said this, and I like it before we, we see how God responded to this kind of prayer when they were overwhelmed. Prayer is a sacrifice to God. David said it, didn't he? It, he? He said, let my prayer be like the evening incense, like the burning of that incense that went up under uh, the veil and came up back behind the veil where the earthly manifestation of the presence of God was in the temple. Prayer is a sacrifice to God. It is a shield to the soul. It keeps our heart and mind. Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. But it's not this trembling, not, not this trembling 
prayer that's filled with doubt and unbelief and fear. Fear may cause us to pray, but after we pray, faith should arise in our heart as we ascribe these great truths about our great God. Hallelujah. It's a shield to the soul. And the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep, it's like a fortress, a bulwark, hallelujah, your heart and your mind. You see, through Jesus Christ, it's a shield to the soul. Hallelujah. And it's a scourge to Satan. The devil trembles. Believe me, he trembles. When someone ascribes this kind of faithfulness, this kind of authority, this kind of power, and this kind of relationship with the God who created heaven and earth with his outstretched hand. Ah, Lord God. Thou hast made heaven and earth by thine outstretched hand, and hear it, there is nothing. Whatever you're facing, whatever I'm facing, whatever the world is facing, there's nothing too hard for thee. The moment we actually ascribe that unto God and believe it, it opens the door for supernatural intervention. Praise God. God responds to this kind of praying when we feel overwhelmed. And it's more than a feeling. It's a feeling that comes when the circumstances dictate that it looks like there is no way out. Oh, hallelujah. Listen to God's response because the Spirit of the Lord came upon a person in the audience listening to this prayer. And he, when he spoke under the unction of the Spirit, and this is what he said in verse 15 in response. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. Be not a, is he going to speak to us today? Are we serving this same God? Does he have this same authority, this same power? Does he respond in this same way? He was doing that under the old covenant. We got a better covenant. Hallelujah. Whatever he did then is magnified in the new covenant. Listen, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed, troubled, hallelujah, by reason of this great multitude. (laughs) For the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. Amen. God has stood up between them and all of these armies. The rest of it you can read for yourself. Great victory came. The paraphrase, I like I like what the paraphrase said. Don't be afraid. Don't be paralyzed by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God. You see, prayer places God between us and our enemy. David knew that. Listen to Psalm 56 and verse 9. It says, When I cry unto thee, 
this kind of praying now, not the whiny cry of God, why and where are you? But this kind of prayer that ascribes unto him the glory that is his and his alone, the power and authority that is his alone. When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know for God is for me. Hallelujah. For God is for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, First Peter 2 and verse 9 says, But you, speaking of us in the new covenant, are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people, I like one one of the translations of that it says as a people belonging to God that's what makes us peculiar all the earth every all the peoples of the earth are created by God but those who have come to Christ as their savior God becomes their heavenly father and he calls us his children we belong to God I like the amplified said God's own purchased special people We are God's own special people, purchased by the precious blood of Jesus. And as a result of God's gracious provision, we enjoy the special privileges that result from His great salvation. We are the redeemed. Hallelujah. The old covenant says, let the redeemed say so. Hallelujah. Listen, it's time we say so in our prayer. Hallelujah. We're the ransomed. We're the redeemed. God is our Father, and He's all-powerful, and He's all-knowing, and He's ever-present. Praise God. Listen to Exodus 17 and verse 10 as we run a little over our time, which we generally always do. I don't want to spoil you today. (laughs) Amen. Listen. So Exodus 17:10 So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed and when he let down his hand Amalek prevailed In the Chaldee tongue, it would read this way in the Chaldean. When he lifted his hand in prayer, Israel prevailed. Because this is not just, you know, the motion of the arm or the hand. This is the activity in intercessory prayer. When he continued to pray to God in the God of all glory and all power, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand or he gave up on, became weak in this area, amen, then the enemy, Amalek, prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, (laughs) the one on the one side and the one on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, 
For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek under heaven. And Moses built an altar there and called it Jehovah Nisi by name. For he said it's because the Lord has sworn that, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. In other words, the Lord is my banner and practically Speaking, the Lord is my victory. Hallelujah. And it all, this victory all hinged on prayer. Intercessory prayer. And those that would come alongside. You see, that's what Christians, we need to come along. Amen. Someone is, lift up the hands that what? Lift up the hands that hang down. What happened when people were weary? They, 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 they didn't realize the answer is going to come in God's timing, but it's on the way. It's being expedited. No matter what it looks like, feels like, seems like, prayer is answered when we claim our covenant and ascribe unto God, hallelujah, the faithfulness and the ability to answer our prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up that. We're told to lift up the hands that hang down. You see, when Moses' hands were lifted up and he prayed in faith, in the energy of faith, Israel prevailed. But when he began to weaken and his hands hang down, amen, when, when then the enemy prevailed. And Aaron and her saw the power of prayer and intercession. They grabbed his hands and they lifted them back up. And they said, hey, we're going to see this battle won because we're going to hold up his hands while he prays. He was the appointed leader. He was the appointed one to lead Israel. And his prayer was mighty in its effect. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we're to lift up the discouraged people, particularly discouraged in the Lord and discouraged in prayer itself. Lift up the hands that hang down. Amen. Your hands may be hanging down today. I pray that I may be part of the holding up of your hands, that you keep on praying till you see your family saved. Amen. I prayed for decades for my son's salvation, and I did not see it in the timing that I thought it would occur I didn't see it in the way that I wanted it to happen, but it did happen. And when it happened, it was a mighty answer. And there was a mighty transformation. My oldest son is with the Lord, but he came full circle back to a full salvation before he went to heaven. Prayer was answered. He was like a firebrand plucked out of the fire. But thank God he was plucked out. Whoever you're praying for, how long do I have to pray? Amen. You have to continue to pray. Pray without ceasing. That's what it's all about. Praise God. Pray when it looks like the circumstance is so overwhelming that there is no way out. That doesn't hinder God. He's the God of the impossible. Nothing is too hard for him. 
don't give up on God. Hallelujah. Let's get back in our prayer closet so that he that sees in secret can reward us openly. Let's get back before the Lord in intercession. Let's pray for kings and those that are in authority. Have you ever prayed for our president? You say, well, he don't deserve prayer. He's all wrong. Listen, listen, I'm not... If God, if God can turn around the chief persecutor of the church, the apostle Paul, does that limit him in our generation? Does he only help good people, godly people, or people that we think are worthy of his grace and love? Cannot he move in the heart of, of, <laughs> I'm getting political. I realize that. But folks, we need to pray for kings and whoever is in authority. We need to pray that God will get a hold of them. Praise God. God will visit them in the night watch and God will move in their heart. If the, if, the, if Saul the persecutor of the church who held the cloaks of them that killed the, the Christian martyr, amen, and encouraged them and egged them on, Amen. If he can become the one of the chief defenders of the faith, write 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament because he met Christ, hallelujah, in a mighty experience that turned his life around. Can we not believe God to turn people around and circumstances around? Can we not see a great last day move of God's Spirit and a great last day revival. Can we not see our loved ones come to Christ through that revival? Can we not see them as firebrands plucked out of the fire? The enemy wants to destroy them. God wants to save them. When we pray in the will of God, mighty things are going to occur and they're going to happen because the Lord is our banner. Hallelujah. Jehovah Nisi is the one that we follow into victory. And it all hinges on praying in faith. And a prayer of faith is not just believing for the answer. It's ascribing to God absolute authority, sovereignty. Amen. An, an absolute unlimited power, supernatural ability, hallelujah, and that he is not just the force in the universe, he is our heavenly father, and we have a covenant with him that we can claim and then stand on the promise. Glory be to God. Well, I hate to stop because there's so much more, but I want you to know today that God loves you, dear friend, loves you enough that he gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. Nothing is too hard for Him today. You may have a drug habit. You may have sexual addiction. You may may have some other chain that binds you. You may be living in a darkness that blinds you, but I'm believing that the God that we ascribe all of this power to today has sent His Holy Spirit right where you are. I believe the scales are falling off of your eyes today. And I believe that you can see your lost condition, but you can see a way out 
of that prison house of darkness. You can see what Jesus has done to save you. And you can run to Him today and quit running deeper into the darkness. But come to the light. Run to the light. The light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God wants you to see it today. He will break you out of that prison. Jesus will set you free. In Jesus' name I pray you will come to know Him. Repent of your sin. Receive Him as your Savior and receive God's forgiveness. And know that He, this God of all grace, all love, and all power, is your God and your Heavenly Father. Amen. Today, Christian, lift up those hands that are hanging down. Begin to believe Him again. Trust Him again. Pray again. Yes, it seems like the darkness is prevailing. It's only because the light is dimming that the darkness seems that way. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and thy light is Jesus. Amen and amen.